Welcome to Celebrating 60-something. My name is Julia and I will be hosting this program for anyone who is celebrating being 60-something, give or take a few years. This is a great time of life and there's a lot to celebrate having survived more than half a century and then some. And I hope you really are celebrating having reached such a milestone. We've laughed and danced and rejoiced and loved and celebrated. But even the hard things we've overcome, the difficult things we've accomplished, the trials we've endured, give us reasons to celebrate now. We did it. We tried, we worked, we sacrificed, we endured, we conquered, and we overcame. And what a ride, right? We live to be past 60, we're still going, and that is definitely something to celebrate. This is the very first episode of a brand new podcast, and I thought I would begin by telling you just a little bit about me. As I said, my name is Julia, and I've been married to my junior high school sweetheart for almost 45 years. He's a wonderful guy, and I'm very lucky to have him. We are the parents of five fabulous, although very different from each other, children, and grandparents to 16 of the most wonderful, talented, and funny grandkids you could ever meet. Generally speaking, I'm a pretty happy person, although I have had my bouts with depression and anxiety, but I'm going to save that for another episode. I love to laugh. Friends are important to me. I really love to talk and visit. And so that's kind of what this podcast is all about. I'll tell you a little bit about it. First of all, I'm retired, but if I was to be perfectly honest, I didn't retire. I was laid off of my last job about, oh, five years ago, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I thought, well, maybe I could get another job, but then I really had my doubts. Being past 60, I thought, why would they hire me when they can get somebody fresh out of college? So I started to travel a bit more, and I started volunteering. And those have been wonderful things. My husband, however, is not retired, and he's not sure that he wants to be. He loves his job. He gets to travel a little bit with his work. It takes him to the coast, and he loves to surf, so it's all working out really great for him. But that leaves me trying to figure out what to do with all this wonderful, blessed time. Well, of course, it's a great opportunity to volunteer, and I have done that and am still doing it. And it's a great thing in my life. I've had a chance to volunteer with my church, especially working with young people. They're so much fun, and I just love them to death. And they give me faith in the next generation and faith that our world and our country will be in good hands once they take over. I've also had the opportunity to be helped by and to help with an organization who encourages and counsels and helps parents who have family members who struggle with drug addiction. It's a wonderful organization, and maybe we can talk a bit about it later on. I've been involved in reading programs at elementary schools. I've worked with Women United. I've worked with the American Heart Association. So volunteering has been a big part of my life, but I still wasn't sure what I was going to do. Well, the other thing is I love to travel. My husband travels a bit with his work, so he's really not interested in traveling a lot. And his idea of a wonderful vacation is a beach with a perfect left break because he likes to surf, as I said. And I like to do that too, but I don't want to do it all the time. I'm interested in seeing other things. I want to see Europe and Asia and South America. So I've had the opportunity to travel with my friends. It has been such a blessing in my life. We have had such a great time together. We've traveled all over the world. We've met wonderful people. We have seen things that I never thought I would see in my lifetime, and it has been a great experience. It has also given me the chance to appreciate 
and recognize the many blessings that I have living where I do. And it's also allowed me to serve in some of those areas, the people who live there, and that's been a great blessing as well. But I can't travel all the time, although that would be nice, but I'd like to be available to travel. I'm not ready to purchase a rocking chair from Cracker Barrel yet and sit on the front porch, although I'm sure that the time will come when that will seem like a wonderful idea. And maybe some of you are there now. And if you are, I really hope that it is a wonderful idea for you and that you are enjoying that time of life. I still think friends are important, especially women friends. I truly believe women need other women. I love to laugh, like I said, and I still want to volunteer. So I thought, how can I do all of these things and maybe tie them all together? And that's when the idea of a podcast started swirling around in my head. It sounded like maybe I could use it to do good, to help others. I could talk about travel and and maybe share some of those things with people and and talk about all the wonderful things that there are to celebrate about being 60-something. But you know, in all honesty, I lack confidence. I'm afraid. I mean, I really do. What do I have to say that people would want to listen to? I don't have any grandiose ideas to talk to people about. I don't have any wonderful advice to give or something that I want to teach. So I wasn't sure if the idea of a podcast would really work. In fact, I'm still not sure if I'm completely honest. But then I thought, well, friends are important to me and laughing is important to me. So maybe if I just think of all the listeners who might be out there as my new friends and I just talk and laugh about life in general and things that I notice about being 60-something, maybe it could be really fun. Maybe it would be good for me to face my fears, to overcome my anxieties, and to actually do a podcast. So here I am today, and we'll see how it goes. Now, I am not naive enough to believe that everyone's life after 60 is all rainbows and butterflies, exotic trips, amazing health, and endless amounts of money. It can be just the opposite for many of us. Having lived for 60-plus years just like you, I know that everyone has trials and hardships, things they're dealing with that others might not even know about. Age begins to take a toll on our bones and joints. We may be living on a fixed income and a tight budget. And many of us are now alone after many years of being half of a couple. I get that life can be hard at this stage of the game, but that doesn't mean we have to wallow in the mire. The definition of wallow in the mire is to remain stuck in an undesirable or negative situation due to one's unwillingness to do something to change. We can get unstuck when we choose to set goals, use our talents and gifts, be a contributor, enjoy life, and choose happy, no matter what our circumstances may be. We may think we do not have options. However, our thoughts control our feelings, and our feelings control our actions. We're going to talk a lot about that in this podcast. But for now, looking back... I would guess that for most of us, life has been pretty good, and there are good things to celebrate. Having been around the block a few times since the late 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and to quote a popular insurance ad, (laughs) we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. There's a lot we could teach the younger generation if they would listen, but they probably wouldn't if we tried, and we wouldn't have either at their age. But boy, how things have changed. If you're like me, you grew up in a neighborhood where most of the fathers provided a living, the mothers stayed home to raise their kids, life was simple, and the streets were safe. I'll bet you that if it was possible for me to get a show of hands as to how many people listening played tag or Red Rover or kick the can or game of street baseball or some other fun thing outside with all the neighborhood kids, almost every hand would go up. 
Sometimes don't you wish you could go back for just one day and relive those wonderful memories? I sure do. Again, if you're like me, you had roller skates you tightened to your shoe with a skate key, and you wore that skate key around your neck on a piece of yarn or string. We watched silly sitcoms like I Love Lucy, The Dick Van Dyke Show, Donna Reed and Father Knows Best. We also loved Bonanza, Candid Camera, and Gunsmoke. Do you remember the Mickey Mouse Club and Howdy Doody? Buffalo Bob would say, hey kids, what time is it? It's Howdy Doody time. <laughs> My guess is that the Fuller Brush Man and the Avon Lady came to your door like they did to mine. Did you build things with Tinker Toys and Erector Sets and Lincoln Logs? Could you hear the milkman delivering milk in glass bottles around 4.30 in the morning? In my town, if you saved the cardboard stoppers from the top of the milk bottles, you could get into the movie theater on Saturday mornings for free. Later on, we had so much fun cruising Center Street on Friday nights, listening to the radio station and dedicating songs to each other. We had after-school football games and high school dances. And back then, a guy asked a girl out on a date by picking up the phone and talking to her. Things were uncomplicated. Life was innocent, and we found pleasure in simple things. We called our neighbors Mrs. Orton or Mr. Anderson, not Janet or Evelyn or Bob. We probably would have been slapped if we'd have tried it. Respect for adults was demanded. Things are definitely different now. Some things are better now than they used to be. Who isn't grateful for advances in medicine, for huge strides made in fighting cancer and heart disease, not to mention the eradication of polio, smallpox, and many other diseases. We can transplant organs and get bionic knees and hips. Today we can be driving down the road and talking on the phone through our car speakers at the same time, for heaven's sakes. We have hundreds of TV channels to choose from, not just the three that we had back then, and the internet where we can find out information on absolutely anything. Anything. Yes, some things are definitely much better now. And some things are much worse. New viruses have come about, like HIV and Ebola and, of course, COVID-19, which has totally disrupted our normal lives. The environment is being polluted. Countries are divided. Many people in high-ranking positions are corrupt. And there's more crime, drugs, and murders. We worry about school shootings, sex traffickers, and the homeless. God was a big part of our lives while growing up, but unfortunately, he is all but forgotten nowadays. And we are in a unique position, being baby boomers, of having experienced so many changes in our lifetime. Many for better and many for worse, as I mentioned. Most of us married, had children, saved our money, and worked hard to achieve the American dream. But, again, if you're like me, you're worried about the future for our children and grandchildren. What advice do we have to offer that they would even listen to? What counsel could we give to those following behind us? What are the important things we will pass on to the next generation? And what will we be remembered for after we're gone? And what are the things we're enjoying and celebrating at this stage of the game? I hope to talk about fashion, travel, hobbies, talents, unique accomplishments, friends, politics, religion, experiences, trials, beliefs, attitudes, grandchildren, service, laughter, health, books, and whatever else you want to discuss, and so much more. Anyway, I could go on and on, but I will end on a happy note. What I will say about growing up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s is that back then, real friends didn't use the front door as much. We went around to the back to see if Kathy or Linda could play. 
and our mothers went to each other's kitchen doors too, and they would walk right in and holler out, Barbara, it's Ruth. I'm just going to borrow a cup of milk out of your fridge. And then they would help themselves and close the back door when they left. I call them refrigerator friends. If you are comfortable enough to walk into each other's homes and open the fridge, you are definitely refrigerator friends. And I'm so grateful for the refrigerator friends I have in my life. Sometimes they would sit at the kitchen table and visit for a while. And I hope we'll have that type of friendship, as if we're sitting at the kitchen table and just chatting. Chatting about how things were back then, how things are now, what do we think about this or that, and so on. I won't take up much of your time with a long podcast. I won't give you a long-winded, opinionated diatribe. Maybe only 15 minutes or so to share an experience, introduce you to a friend with a great story, or someone with something to talk about that we can all learn from. Just a few minutes so you can get on with whatever it is you like to do. So I invite you to join me, and just like any friendship, I want to hear what you think. So go to the website, celebrating60something.com. You can also listen to the podcast there, and you can leave your comments. You can also visit the Facebook page of the same name, Celebrating 60-something, with the numbers 60. I might just have you as a guest on my podcast if you have a great story or something you're really passionate about. And as time goes on, I hope you'll let me know how you enjoy the program. I want to hear your opinions on the things we discuss here, so don't be shy. We're becoming refrigerator friends, remember? So I hope you'll join me on Celebrating 60-something. Just walk around to the kitchen door and come on in. Thanks for the visit, and I'll see you next time. Bye.